the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Got a jam-packed show today. We got candidates who are running for office. We got uh, social media influencers who, hopefully, he shows up, uh, will be coming in to talk about all things Illinois, all things uh, national. Um, I'm, I'm joined in studios. We got a full studio. If you're looking on the, fe- uh, in, on the, on the feeds... You'll see we have a full studio today. This is how I like, this is how I like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Uh, that voice, as you guys know, he always jumps in, the troublemaker, causing trouble already. Mm. Verlon Galloway. You know I'm hot. <laughs> what, you know I'm hot. What, what, what you hot for, man? Why you hot? I was just in Progressive Studios early this morning taking on Ricky Hinton. See, that's your first mistake. I know, but that gets my blood boiling. But why would you do that so early in the morning, though? You know what? You have to take them on where you can. You think so? I, I love to engage. I will never stop engaging those people because we need to hear them to hear how crazy they are. Yeah. Common sense is out the window. Common. There's no more common sense on, on the, on, especially from the progressives. Right. I'm not going to say, you know, all people that vote Democrat have lost their minds because they haven't. Okay. And, and you saw, you see a lot of that in the trends when, in, in, in especially in national elections, mm-hmm. how they, they go and vote for a lot of Republicans because they're sick, they're sick and tired of their progressives who've taken over, who have completely taken over the Democrat Party, and they're creeping their way into the Republican Party. Right? Yeah, and you see, I try to stop it every yeah. time I think. <laughs> every time I think you go play identity politics on a race card, I'm going at your judgment. I, I love how you say you. I try to stop <laughs> by yourself. You like this one guy with the, with a shield and his sword saying you're oh, fighting off the whole progressive establishment. I'm, I'm on the front line. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm really excited about a candidate that we'll be interviewing today. Um, you know. One of the things that I always try to do uh, when I interview candidates is because you, 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 they'll suffer all of the beat them up. You know, people send, make lies about them, create lies about them, say all type of bad things about them. But as you know, Valon, when I bring candidates on, I want people to get to know the candidate. Right. Because I think sometimes that gets lost in translation, and, and especially here in Illinois politics. Um and she's running, for, and plus she's running for my old good friend, uh, Senator Mike Connolly's old seat. Uh, so I definitely had to to give because he gives me a call and he says, "Hey, you better you better treat her right." <laughs> so I don't want to get beat up. Uh, but Kathleen Murray, who's running for the twenty first Senate District, um, 
one of the things that I that I really quickly wanted to start because you have your background and who you are. Um, I say to myself, you don't have to do this. Um, so there's, there's, I want to start off with two questions, right? And oh, I, I better not forget Miss Leslie Mendoza. <laughs> I forgot. Let me stop and pause. I don't want to get something thrown at me mid sentence. Oh, the inspiration. The, the inspiration, Miss <laughs> Leslie Mendoza. Welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you, John. Yeah. But 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 who is Kathleen Murray to the to the voters of the twenty first Senate district that are listening? Who is Kathleen Murray? And when I when I looked at your background, I seen I've, I mean your your business owner things of that nature. You don't have to do this. Why would you subject yourself to this punishment? You're right. I have never had Oops, closer. Okay, sorry. I think I need to scoot in closer. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Switch mics with her, Leslie. There you go. That might technical yeah. issues. There it is. Okay. Oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, so should I just there it is. This? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Is that okay? That's fine. All right. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> okay. So I um I've never had any political aspirations. Yeah. Frankly, I've enjoyed my life. I you know I'm a single mom. I travel internationally. I've got a great career. I focused my life on you know, raising my children and, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, um, opening small businesses. And it wasn't until, you know, recently that I've decided that it's time for me to stand up and make a difference. I, I, like many, have been very dissatisfied with what's been happening the last several years. I find it increasingly difficult to justify living in Illinois Mm. It's um, ridiculous, uh, the cost of living, um, taxes. I mean, you can go on and on. But, you know, for me personally, it was something that happened to me that really um, was life-altering and changing. When I was at Oak Brook Mall on December 23rd and... Oh, the shooting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there were, like I said, there were, the last few years, I became more interested in politics because it impacted my life Mm -hmm. and my future and, you know, my kids. And, uh, you know, it was really, you know, and there were other little things that perked my interest on on this journey was, you know, I had some issues with the the village of, you know, Lumbar that I lived in. And I saw the, you know, abuse of power. They came after me for, um, you know, failure to obtain a building permit Uh and they fined me $20,000. Now I'm a single mom. And, you know, I was shocked that, you know, if you look at the cost of hope you beat that. (laughs) Well, no, I you know, they it was it it was ridiculous. And it really that perked my interest in local government and, you know, fair, fair, fair government. Mm -hmm. And and so that was something that piqued my interest. But, you know, that was a few years ago. And then, um, like I said, I just became increasingly dissatisfied with the way our country was moving. And um, but God put me Mm -hmm. at Oak Brook Mall at that time, at that place. I was at I was walking in the mall and decided to go Christmas shopping for my daughter um, to buy her shoes at Aldo, which, as you know, ha- mm-hmm. was right next door to, you know, where yes. you know, Aunt Nanny's pretzels. And I was 15 feet away from the shooter. So you saw you actually I saw the I was a witness. Yeah, wow. I, I spoke to the police. I was a witness. I witness. And um, I it, it was I can't even describe it. It was completely life altering. Be, you know, here I am shopping for a Christmas present for my daughter in the spirit of Christmas and to witness wow. the like, not just witness, but I heard I heard what sounded like firecrackers. Mm-hmm. And I turned thinking, you know, why is Oakbrook Mall having that's new firework yeah, right. fireworks? Inside. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had just walked into Aldo like maybe 
15 seconds. I have a, a picture on my phone at the time, you know, when you look at the time on it, uh, taking a picture of a shoe literally one minute before the shooting occurred. And, um, you know, but anyway, I, I'm, you know, I walk into Aldo, I hear the sound of what I, my brain processes as fireworks. I turn and I see, I see the shooting. I was 15 feet away from the shooter. Wow. I turned to take cover and get my best friend who had, uh, was with me and um, you know, push him out of the way. And as I was turning, I was anticipating a bullet in my back. Oh. And I can't even describe that sensation. What was processing in my mind at that moment was, am I going to get hit instantly and die? Am I going to fall on the floor and bleed out? How, how, how This is it. And that moment completely changed everything for me. And what was most terrifying wow. was after the fact and, and trying to think about the fact that my daughter wanted to go shopping with me. Mm-hmm. My son wanted to go shopping. My son, anytime we're shopping, hangs out at, you know, in front of the pretzel shop and oh, eats pretzels. Yeah. And I was thinking, had my children been there? The I mean, you're, you're par- you know, we're yeah. parents. Yeah. I mean, just to be in that situation, you know, and wondering what, what if, what if I brought my children? What if my child got shot? What if, you know, I got shot and now I'm a single mom and my children are alone to fund for themselves. So I realized, you know, when I laid in bed afterwards and and reflected on why was I there, Mm. you know, and I, and I could only come to the conclusion that God put me there at that point in time, at that exact moment in front of it, because I needed to have the wake up call to realize that it's time for me to stand up and do something. And then I have the, I have the skill sets, I, you know, so, um, to make change and affect change and to, to really utilize my 20 plus years of, you know, corporate world business experience, my intelligence and ability. Cooking. Yeah. (laughs) No, we'll get to that. How how could you dare leave out the cooking aspect of it? Wait, I I thought I said to bring some food in. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't see anything, but you know, I I think we got to go to break, but I think that this election is going to get turned because of women like you who weren't really paying attention and, but, but had the skill sets and was, was so much, so busy focusing on their family and their careers everywhere. I've gone throughout the state of Illinois. That's all I'm hearing. Women who, who just, you know, just had enough, had enough. The mama bears are, 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 they're up and they're, they're upset and they're frustrated. And I believe they're going to change this election, I, I believe, you know, so many people saying we there's going to be a red wave. No, that's going to be a mama wave. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, it's going to be the mama. <laughs> never mess with the mama. <laughs> you never mess with them because um, they come and they come correct because most of them are out there making life work. And when when it when that gets disrupted, that shooting, that shooting in Oak Brook, I think it also is going to help change DuPage County around yeah. because they don't want DuPage to be cooked. And as to become Cook County. They don't want that. And people like you, Kathleen, who are running for office, we need more of you. Uh, you listen listening to Black and Right. We're talking with Kathleen Murray, candidate for the 21st Senate District. Uh, my buddy, Mike Connolly's OC. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. Just that different latitude. 
Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, the inspiration, and my new favorite candidate, Kathleen Murray, for the 21st Senate District. <clears throat> Kathleen, when I look at, you know, you've been in corporate America, you're a chef, <laughs> um, did I say you're a chef? Uh, you mentioned <laughs> something about liking to cook, but... Yeah, I mean, you're raising kids. What is it about Kathleen Murray, if the people of the 21st, 21st century, 21st Senate District sends you to Springfield, that you think you can bring something to the table to wake up the people that are down there in Springfield? Because what they're doing down there does not match what's happening in reality. You know, you look at... I, I believe law and order is going to be the number one issue. You lived it. Yeah. And so many of your friends are starting to see it all creep into that district. What is it about Kathleen Murray that stands out that you, you should even defeat your Democrat opponent? Well, I think you, obviously you've hit on the first point, which is I've lived the, you know, the crime I call it the, our, you know, our sheltered suburban bubble that Mm -hmm. we've been uh, accustomed to and um, you know feeling that shatter firsthand nothing is going to stop me from trying to affect change Um, so first and foremost that's that's something that I can I can bring to the table I think secondly my corporate experience I've been an executive in both the technology industry as well as the hardware and plumbing industry for you know well over 20 years and um, you know I'm very familiar with you know, budgeting, understanding corporate budgeting, understanding how to run a business. I'm also a small business owner. I opened, um, you know, re- I opened, I have, I own a food truck, and I also um, recently opened a restaurant in in Wheaton. So, do you I, sleep, what, what, where do you get time to sleep? <laughs> I don't. I, you know what? Truth be told, I don't sleep, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's only getting worse. Yeah. I, you know, I get about three hours of sleep, and most of that time is, you know, I'm laying in bed thinking about things, mm-hmm. and you know, so um, I've. I've deprioritized sleep and taking care of myself, but uh, yeah, it's um, I am on a mission, and I think I have the drive. I've got the skill sets, um, I've got the passion, and you know, and, and I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. I think that's a key point. I am a I'm a single mother. Mm-hmm. I I divorced in 2007. You know, I have raised my children alone. I um, you know, I've I've struggled. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that you know, I've I've I went through a really difficult divorce mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I fell, I got myself, you know, dust myself off and got back up and, um, America. And, yeah. And I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, you, you got to keep struggling and, and, and keep pushing ahead and don't play victim. And, and I didn't, and I, um, I keep fighting. So I'm a fighter and I love it. Yeah. I just, people don't, <laughs> you know, I, I'll fight for yeah. what's right. Hello, Miss Murray. Hi. Uh, you hit on my second issue. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, two, I, got a trigger. I got two questions for you. Sure. My first question for you is. How do you think your district is divided, mostly Democrat, mostly Republican, or independent, or a mix of all three? With the redistricting that occurred recently, I would uh, say it's it's more heavily Democrat. Um, I would say probably around six, uh, 60-ish percent uh, de- a Democrat leaning, I would say. Um, there's probably, uh, probably, maybe I would say 10 percent. Um, independence. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but I feel that, you know, I, I, I'm doing this for the right reasons. And it's really not about so much of a party 
um, you know, the Republican versus Democrat. I, it's really about the issues that I'm focused on and, and making change, which is going to be better for everyone. I mean, it's, it's bipartisan issues. I mean, yeah. crime is yeah. something that affects everyone. Yeah. I'm a mother. You know, policies that help mothers. I'm a small business owner. I want to help small businesses. So I, I have the skill sets. Um, you know, like I said, I, my core values are in alignment with being a Republican, how I was raised, um, what I believe in. But, um, you know, th- these issues ap- affect every mm-hmm. Illinoisan. Yeah. So common sense issues. Is what you're saying. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Kitchen table issues. <laughs> okay, so, I, so that leads me into my next question. Okay, I heard you and John talking about mama bears. Yeah, mothers. yeah. Okay, these issues have affected mothers for two years now. Yep. Uh, probably a couple of these issues, probably a little more. Okay, so which issues do you think upset the mothers the most? CRT, woke, the masking of our children for two years, and the fourth one was... Sex ed bill. Sex! Sex ed bill. Over-sexual, thank you. Over-sexualizing our kids. Uh, it's horrible. That's That upsets me, but I'm I'm the father figure. What do you think affects the women, the mothers more, I shouldn't say women, the mothers more that can bring them to your side? You know, I've, part of my um, campaign has brought a lot of mothers um, as volunteers to help for my campaign that have all decided to jump on board and get involved in politics for similar reasons as me. So I do think they're all of those issues are, are reasons for, for different people and they're um, driven by, you know, their own personal reasons why they're getting involved in politics. But I do say it goes back to crime. Um, a lot of it. I mean, we're mothers. We want to protect our children first and foremost. And, and having, you know, the threat of our children being caught up in crime or being shot or um, and that's, I would say at the top, um, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, the masking for the most part has gone away. Um, that was a, a, a driving force for a lot of moms. They were just have had it with having yeah. their children masked and losing, you know, identity and, you know, uh, just, you know, being masked. My son passed out in school. Wow. You know, he, he had a mask on. He was in the gym. He got lightheaded. It was, he said it was wet. It was sucking into his mouth and he, you know, he, he, he passed out. I mean, my son's a football player, a baseball player. He's, he's very physically yeah. fit, but yet, you know, it, it, it caught any, you know, hit his head. And, you know, so for me personally, I was upset, you know, you, that, that cross, those mandates cross into impacting my child. And, and so I was driven from my own reasons. But, yeah, I, I think it was the mass mandates. It's what's going on with, um, you know, recently now with, uh, you know, all the, the, the sex mm-hmm. um, it is, a, is a big trigger for a lot of parents. Yes. I mean, education. Both, I mean, no matter, no, across the political it doesn't spectrum. Ma- yeah. And, and you know what? Get back to education. Yes. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, let's focus on educating our kids. We're in the... We have one of the highest in educational uh, spending in the state, our yeah. tax dollars, yet we are not even, our test scores nation, right. you know, we're below average na- nationally. Come on, get get sex out of the classroom, get, focus on educating our children. See, right. I, you, you look like a very young woman, about 30 years old, so you, <laughs> might, not know, you might not know about this, but when me and John was growing up, if you weren't an adult and you even fixed your mouth to say something sexually to an eight-year-old, I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you have a master's degree. You don't fix your mouth to say something sexual to a, a kid. That's one step from pedophilia. Yeah. I, I'm I, sorry. As a mother, put aside politics. If any person ever talked to my child about sex. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the monster. <laughs> I wish they could see your face. Oh, my God. I just, let's see the dot, dot, dot. I, yeah. 
Yeah. Because it, it, it's 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 no, insane. It's, it's wrong. When you look at developing countries, they're not teaching their kids this. You know what they're teaching their kids? Math and science. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because because they understand while we're all TikTok famous, want to become get our fifteen it's, minutes and yeah. fifteen seconds of fame, they're teaching their kids STEM. Yeah. You know, science, technology, and mathematics. I mean, they want their kids to flourish. And that's why they're all coming here. And taking over a lot of the jobs right. where while we're still our kids and, and you're right, the way we because I'm, I'm a former state rep. So the how we fund education and, and I mean, school choice, that's a huge that may right. not be a big issue in the 21st uh, Senate district, but it's becoming one. It should be right. It's becoming one because of the mandates. You know, they want to they want to stick a needle in a five year old child. Why? Why? What's the purpose of it? You know, and that's why I'm so happy that someone like Kathleen Murray, who's running for the 21st Senate District, is, is running so that you can fight back and push and be a voice for those mothers yeah. who don't have a, a real voice, especially that's not I, I'll give it. Deanne Mazaki is, is somebody that's 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 a fighter. Yes, uh, state yes. Senator, I mean, state rep Deanne Mazaki. She's a fighter. Yep. You have some fighters down there, but we need more. We need people that are that, that are that are not afraid to speak truth to the somewhat power or perceived power that's in Springfield. And the only way we do that is elect people like you, Kathleen Murray. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just, I look at the makeup of the, of, 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 of of the power base down there in Springfield right now. We have to get out of this super minority, super majority. And we have to send people down there who are fighters, people that are, that are, that are unafraid, unabashed and will take it to the streets. You know, and and just looking at your background, I, I want to hold you for another segment because I want to talk. I, I, I want to talk about the chef, the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hungry, John. <laughs> I would love to talk about that because I think um, you can learn a lot of life lessons through just cooking. So true. You know, you listen to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. To Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. The troublemaker, he's calm today. You, 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 you have to be, you have to be calm when you. you listen to Marvin Gaye. Yeah, you do. Even but, though, I, even though I favor George Michael. What? George Michael's is a heck of a singer, man. I can't, I think he's kind of. Wait, dude, you know what? Phil from Blue Island need to call in and check you on that one. Uh, I'm so happy to have the inspiration herself, Leslie Mendoza. Thank Newly you. hired onto the Tom DeVore campaign as well. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, before the break, we were talking to uh, Kathleen Murray. She's a candidate for the 21st Senate District. Um, my old buddy, uh, Senator Mike Conley. We were roommates down in Springfield. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, great guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, one of the smartest guys. He's just. He, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. You shouldn't be running for his seat. He should still be down there. <laughs> You know, but that's the shenanigans of Illinois politics. Uh, now, let's talk about cooking. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're just, like I said, John, you're because, just hungry. Because, I've, no, I've, I've, I've been told just how much how great of a cook you are. <laughs> um, now, you're, you're actually a chef, right? Well, I wasn't professionally trained uh-huh. as a chef, so okay. I, don't, I never went to culinary school. 
I would consider myself more of a home chef that just took it to another level. And then that, that other level has landed you in some, <laughs> yeah, some I interesting did. places. Yes, right? it did. I I was on most recently on MasterChef Legends, which was the uh, in 2021, and I was competing for the very last apron, um, cooking fruity damari risotto. Oh, yes, and uh, against the. Uh, chef making a vegan crab cake. So nice. Yeah. So and and, and not just there, but there's some. <laughs> I know you can't talk too much. Yeah, about. Yeah, I I am not at liberty to disclose a lot of information yeah. about the other show, but um, I am doing. I am um, going to be featured on a new show on the Food Network, mm. um, which will be airing in soon. Soon. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a, that's all care. I can say. But yeah. all I want to know what's two of your special dishes <laughs> that'll bring me into the restaurant. Um, I would say probably my most requested dish is my eggplant parmesan, mm. um, uh, chicken parmesan also. But I and uh, but I have to say on my food truck, I have almost like a cult following on my food truck um, over my stuffed shells. Oh, okay. yeah. What, what, what's the name of your food truck? It's yeah. called Saucy Cat Food Truck. So yeah. Saucy Cat with a K and sauce. It's all about the sauce. It's a um, a family recipe that was passed down yeah. from generations in my family. So it was all it's all about the sauce. And where can people never, find it? Where can people find it? I mean, where are you at? Um, so the food truck bounces around. It goes everywhere. I go to different events. Um, the restaurant that so from the success of the food truck, I'm launching a restaurant in downtown Wheaton. Nice. Um, oh. Called Lola's after my grandmother. And uh, it's it's. Uh, yeah, that's where it'll be located in downtown Wheaton. I'm like amazed listening to her. <laughs> <laughs> the politics, she just yeah. does it all. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but I think it's important to realize that she's a small business owner, which is obviously big in the conservative community and obviously helps her out with what she's doing. Um, but it's just amazing. I love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll never tell the secret to that sauce, will you? You know, I can't. I, you know, I just. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my mom would, my mom would probably smack me. Uh-oh. So, you know, I, I'm seeing somebody, Leslie, sitting here. Um, how has the younger generation adapted to your, your, your campaign? Are they, are they involved? Are they a part of it? I mean, Le- Leslie is with uh, Turning Point, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've been extremely fortunate with the grassroots effort for my campaign. I, I, I feel so blessed to have um, the following and especially, you know, like I said, mothers as well as the younger generation. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, my authenticity, mm-hmm. you know, and I am not a politician. Um, I I don't have any fancy gimmicks, uh, you know, political, mm-hmm. you know, nonsense. And, you know, I, I just I am being myself and I'm motivated to impact change. And I think that a lot of the younger generation recognize that there's problems with our state and they they want to live in the state and right. they want change. And perhaps they don't you know have experience to you know run for politics, but they're aligning themselves with candidates like myself that, you know, that's it's their future. Where can people follow you if somebody wants to get involved in the campaign? Do you have so any social media platforms? You know, it's funny because, <laughs> um, you know, my campaign's running, you know, forward quickly, but I don't I don't officially have my um, my website up. It's uh-huh. coming. It'll be um, www.com 
www.alexkathleenmurray.com. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and then I've got, I do have a Facebook page that I just recently opened. I want to say like within a week. What's this it called? Past week. Uh, it's Kathleen Murray for State Senate. Okay. And so follow me there and then I can keep. Um, you got any updates. events coming up? Um, we've got some. Fundraisers. It, um, we've got some in, you know, that are up and coming, but, um, you know, there's. There's a uh, next week on the 21st. There, I'll be doing a speech at uh, Keys in uh, Lombard. Akai, sorry, <laughs> and uh, in Lombard. So, yeah. but uh, you know, we've we've got events that are coming up um, that I'll I'll be posting on my social media. Yeah, guys, go out and follow her, Kathleen Murray. She's running for the 21st Senate District. Um, somebody that I believe Springfield needs uh, to help bring. What's needed to change Springfield? We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet himself, Ron Galloway, and Leslie, the inspiration. The inspiration, right? Right, Ron? The inspiration. Thank you. Not just inspiration, but the inspiration. But, you know, it, it's so good to, 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 to really get to know a candidate. Uh, we were joined, we're still joined in studio um, by Kathleen, by Kathleen Murray. Um, you, so it's a breath of fresh air to see somebody who really wants to do this because you don't have to do this. And yet here you are, you could be down, you could be moving to Florida, Arizona, anywhere. I'm sure your friends are requesting you to come move (laughs) down there. Right. But yet here you are still wanting to fight for the, for the soul of of the state of Illinois. And I think that speaks volumes about your integrity, your character and the type of, uh, I don't want to say politician, but you will become a politician. The type of, 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 of legislator you'll be. You know, I really do. Can I add something to Real that? Real quick. And there's nothing phony about you. <laughs> and, I, and it comes across. It comes across to me, and I'm pretty sure it comes across to this audience. Genuine. That's, that's a better word than phony. You're my genuine. My heart and soul is truly to make a difference. And before I leave this earth i want to have a positive impact especially for my you know my my children's future and their children so i i want i want to from the bottom of my heart i i want to make change and make illinois a better state and have a role in that i love it i love it because illinois needs a lot more people like you who who get into this to actually help change stuff you know not so much just to be you know a cog on the wheel but somebody that's really wanting to fight you know so, first issue, when you win, what are you going to take on that's, that's going on now that we, we want to push back on? Well, obviously, my first issue has to be crime. That's okay. what got me here, and that's what I am going to fight until, um, you know, until it's, it, the situation's improved for our state. And, uh, but also, you know, taxes. That's, that's you know, it, it's... I, my background in, you know, my corporate background, when I look at the state budget, when I look at where we're at from a, putting on my corporate hat, 
I just scratched my head. I mean, if this was a corporation, everyone would get fired. You mm-hmm. cannot operate. A, you can't continue to operate like this. I mean, there, there's just so much bureaucratic redundancies across the board. And I'm, like I said, I'm just getting into this. I'm just familiarizing myself with this, and I've got a long way to go. But when I look at things, there's, you know, there's seven, almost 7,000 uh, local go- government, government units, I should say, right. in the state of Illinois. And right there, I mean, that's yeah. redundant. That's redundant. I mean, we're talking administration and staffing. Um, I mean, and, and the, the more layers you have, the more leads to corruption, which is another point that's important. So I asked this one candidate that uh, came on the radio, what would he do with those 7,000 uh, uh, entities that you were talking about? Would you cut? Or consolidate. He said consolidate. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's consolidation. Okay. I mean, they're like, it's redundant. It, it is just, I mean, it's common. We, you know, we Especially talked earlier. School boards. Yeah, school boards. Oh my God. I think we have 852 yeah. school boards. It's 852 school boards. I mean, what, Florida that's like, has like 40. Yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, consolidate. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You, we are, I mean, you're duplicating, it's redundancy. You're wasting money and taxpayers are paying for it. That is the, you know, it's coming out of every one of us, yeah. and and we're funding redundancies. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, it makes sense to the people that are making. Well, good sure, of, it. of course, of course. But <laughs> but I, I'm 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 gonna thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, today. I mean you're more like I told you you're more than <laughs> you're more than welcome to to stick around. Um, but I I wanted to to interview. Um, I got a good friend who's been sending me people to interview. Um, people of notoriety who've really been out there writing and trying to make change. Uh, you remember uh, Kentaji, yeah. uh, the, well, now Supreme Court Justice uh, yeah. Brown now? Um, there's a, 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 an author or a journalist. His name is Christian Watson. Uh, he, he he wrote a good, great, I mean, it, uh, when I read it, I'm like, my man. You know, I wanted, I wanted to, in my Denzel Washington voice. He wrote it for the Orange County Register. Listen to the title of this. Young Americans should listen to, to Kentaji Brown Jackson, not DEI. Demagogues, Christian Watson, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, I, I've um, I've I've read a couple of your articles now, and um, but I, I really thought that this one stood out because of what happened with um, the Supreme Court justice. Now, you weren't saying uh, the her message of what she was talking about, and how she was speaking about America. That's the message you think more, especially Black and Brown people should listen to. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't necessarily endorsing her digital philosophy, which I have multiple gripes with, by the way. But her sort of universal uh, adoration of America and what America can mean for all people, regardless of your position in life, that is something that I think was was probably not highlighted enough um, you know, during the course of her confirmation hearing. And that's a message that I think everyone of all political ideologies should be able to get on board with. Yeah. Uh, sir, my name is Verlon Galloway. We had another politician that put on a good face when he ran from president and he said all the right things. His name was Barack Obama. And when he got in, he governed a certain way. Do you think that this lady, and I'm using that word loosely, this lady is going to do the same thing? Uh, I'm not Nostradamus. I don't know the future, but I do know that her judicial philosophy, well, her lack of one is quite is quite uh, concerning. And this is something that I've I've talked about in past in, in past tenses as well, 
Because I think that, you know, she wouldn't commit to saying that she agrees to a certain set of principles that might make um, her decisions a little bit more, not predictable, but a little bit more consistent. She said that her methodology is her philosophy. And if your methodology is your philosophy, then your positions are shaped by circumstance and not by an adherence to a universal idea. And that is very dangerous. And so I have no doubt, I have no expectation that she is going to act any differently. And I think that her addition to the Supreme Court in that respect is quite concerning. But again, I think that people are ultimately vessels for ideas. Ooh, and like the that. idea that she's... Yeah, the, the idea she said in that instance was morally correct, regardless of who it came from, and that's what I think some people should we should get on with, get on board with. Yeah. Now, now, do do you think? I mean, her being confirmed to the Supreme Court, uh, I have this saying that I say: America is no longer a racist country. America still has races within the country, but I don't think America itself is a racist country anymore. Do you think this will help dispel that? Well, it, it, it shouldn't. Because you can, you can see that, well, first of all, the idea of America ever being a racist nation is something that I think is going to be controversial, is fundamentally impossible. Because if, it, if by America we mean the principles upon which our nation was constituted, they are inherently against racism and they affirm the, the fundamental moral value of all individuals. Right. America, in the abstract, was never a racist nation. It has always had people who fight against its aspirational goals, and those folks were racist. But even in the midst of those people who fought against those aspirational goals, there were people who were a counterbalance to them, whether it be even during the time of the Founding Fathers. There are many of them who abhorred slavery and believed that black folks were just as equal as white folks. Um, going further into the nation's history, a few decades down the line after the Founding Fathers' time, we had the abolitionists, who were also fundamentally against racism as well. And then going into the Reconstruction era, we had Ulysses S. Grant and his people who literally took down the Klan because they didn't like their racist ideas and their terrorism. In every period of American history, you will never find someone, you will never find a period where everyone was universally racist. There has always been people who have fought against racism in this country. Now, again, a lot racists tend to have tended to have a lot of power in certain days, but those people are over are overemphasized, and the people who fought against them are not emphasized enough. America was never a racist nation. America mm. is a nation who has been struggling against people that have tried to take it from its universal fundamental ideas. Well, sir, I have no faith in a leftist judgment. I do not believe she's going to judge well. She was appointed by Joe Biden. That's all I need to know. <laughs> she, she's got an X by her name when it comes to me. I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't care about her at all. Yeah. Just, just look at Sotomayor and the other one. I'm done. Mm. Yeah. So well, go, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I understand the trepidation. Um, uh, I, I think that and this is a problem that I think a lot of people have. I think that it, it benefits us to, again, look at someone's look at. OK, look at some what someone look at what someone does not try not to be too prejudiced against them on basis of the past. Right. Now again, look, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have voted for her confirmation. Right. I, I again, I don't I don't think that this woman has the the principled conceptual necessities to inhabit the Supreme Court, which is a body which should be built upon preserving yeah. the American ethos. I don't think that, but I'm willing to see how she rules because again, justices tend to surprise us. You know, That's Andy true. Coney Barrett slapped down 
a bunch yeah. of college students um, challenge the mask mandate. Yeah. And you would never have thought hey, that you would have done that. Hey, Christian, on the basis of our principles. Christian we, we, we got to go to break. Um, where can people find you? Because, I mean, you have some very, very interesting articles that you write. Where can they find you? Do you have any social media Maybe. platforms? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Official C. Watson. You can also I have a podcast as well that lives on YouTube called Pensive Politics. Just type in Pensive Politics Christian Watson on YouTube. And you can find me there as well. All Thank right. you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on, Christian Watson. Go follow him because, I mean, you'll be blessed by it. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed the first hour, go to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast. You don't have to worry about all the commercials. You can just listen to the show straight through. Uh, while you're at it, also... Go and like my Facebook page. If you're watching the stream, please share it now uh, on YouTube, um, Rumble, and uh, Facebook. I'm also on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've expanded. I, I see Mike Zins laughing at me. Uh, you're no longer on uh, TikTok. What happened? I just stepped away for a bit. Uh, got some campaign stuff to run. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I got no. <laughs> <laughs> but but um it's a trap. oh no don't even go there come on you should play red velvet before you see, play see, that see don't start <laughs> red. Red. <laughs> pete, pete can't stand you for this red. you know yeah. that right yeah dj pete dj pete can't stand you for this you ruined his song so we have that um red velvet song because he came to the <laughs> he came to the freedom summit in a red velvet jacket oh, with blue with red suede <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you should have just went on ahead and just put made everything red. The pants, the you shirt. Know, you know, I do have a totally top to bottom red suit. Uh, you're gonna make me wear it. Yeah, you know, I love red. Red's my favorite yeah, but, color. But, so. I might wear it. <laughs> but but with on a man full red suit, man, that's that's He's that's a straight. Statement. I have Gotta, a full suit. That's Bishop Don Juan level right, right there. I'm thinking about doing it. <laughs> but we also have Leslie Mendoza, the inspiration. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, you you enjoying yourself? I always have a You're blast quiet, when I'm though. here. Come I know because I'm so amazed just listening, and yeah. I'm glad to see that parents are done. They don't co-parent with the government. Yeah, ah, I like that. And the mama bears or papa bears are done, and it's amazing to see. Yeah. Love it. When when you when you listen to some a candidate like Kathleen Murray, what does that do? How does that inspire you? inspiring as a student who's getting involved in politics and all this stuff um i know that there's genuinely people that will fight for my rights Mm -hmm. and even though i'm trying to do that for myself because it's my future that it's going to be affecting it's good to see that there's still some people that are willing to do that and and tell kathleen what happened to you at your school Mm. are are you at liberty to talk about it now 
somewhat by the chapter or yeah. the masks. <laughs> Everything there's yeah. been so much right. about um, how they pretty much imprisoned you guys. Yeah. So while the mask mandates were still happening, I. After Mr. Tom DeVore won his case, I basically went to school that very next Monday, refused to wear a mask. Um, My parents talked to the administrators and stuff, and I made it through my first period of class perfectly fine, and I got sent down to the office the next hour, got my phone taken away, I was locked in the basement of our library, um, and I wasn't able to go to my classes for a month because I refused to comply. Yeah. But it was good. We made a statement. We got the masks off and finally free. Now we got all this other stuff to deal with and CRT and all this other stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. See? Holding the line. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, listening to that, I mean, not probably as a mother, it inflames you more than than anything. But listening to that and understanding how political decisions have unintended consequences. And it because I personally believe right now, last checked, I think there are 500,000 newly registered um, voters. But I think this, this crowd, Leslie, Le- the Leslie crowd, the, they were 16 years old two years ago, and they've, had, they've been imprisoned by this, this governor. I really believe that's going to be the crowd to help push. I could be wrong, but I really believe that young crowd is going to come out in droves for Republicans because they remember who imprisoned them. Yeah, and it, it impacted you and impacted them directly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to steal that phrase from you. Mama bears and papa bears don't co-parent with the government. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I'm going to use it. I'm telling you, I'm going to use it on both stations, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> because, but, but because it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But, but what's, what you're starting to see through government, especially Illinois government, California, New, uh, New York, uh, I think it got defeated in in New York though the whole the, with the whole sex education bill, and I know as a candidate they and, you know there's probably campaign people like oh stay away from these subjects, but guess what, Illinois politics people that have been running for office in Illinois have been playing it safe for too long and that's why we continue to lose, you know we don't know how to be we don't know how to run authentic candidates let people be who they are that's how you win, you know because yeah that's how you win because people are looking for authentic people. Who, who who want to help change this state. And it has nothing to do with DR, with a D or an R. It has to do with, with, with what's pressing families, what's pressing single mothers, what's pressing, you know, because think about it. Think about these decisions that have come down, the crime bill, um, and now they're trying to fix it. Think about this, the sex education bill. You know, these are issues that have impacted people and their lives on a day-to-day basis, you know, because I, I just got to, I just got to, let, let me, let me read this to you. Oh, come on. Now you want to go down. Uh, I just got, <laughs> I just got a message from somebody over in Lake County. I want to read this because I think it's, it's important. I won't say the person's name. It says, hi, how are you? There are some unbelievable things going on at our Lake Forest schools. I wanted to share and see if you could use them on your show or pass them on to Dan Prof. Listen to this. I hope I can say this word. <laughs> He'll dump it if I can't. Yeah, let's just give it a whirl. <laughs> the sperm assignment had to be presented by 14-year-olds in front of the class. Alliance. Uh, Alliance Day is next week, 5th through 8th grade. Day of silence for LGBTQ. Last assignment was this week at the high school sociology. Why? I, <sighs> Man, listen. Why? How? Is that not How? Yeah. Number one, how did they get it? 
And as that's a that's a problem with me. I go straight for the jugular. How did you even get this sample? The fact that it's being like normalized though is disgusting. That's what I'm saying. We once I thought John was yeah. was I thought John and a lot of other conservatives I thought they were kind of like out of their minds when they said that uh, the left wants to legalize pedophilia. Now yeah. I agree with them. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen probably ten fifteen years ago from now. I I, I really believe I be, because you know. I won't say that, you know but what? It, it will happen. You know how you say that you think Chicago and Illinois can recover in about 10 years? Yeah. I think pedophilia, if we keep going down this road and we let Chicago be taken over by these people, it can be legalized in 10 yeah, but, years. Yeah, but, 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 but that, I have it's hope. Terrible. Because, but I have hope. I have hope because people like Kathleen Murray who are running for office can be the voice to say, can we get back to governing can we get now? I get it that people feel like they've they've been ostracized. People feel like they're hated on. Um, but what about people who are are being hated on because we we tend to disagree with people? You know, I like to have conversations. Can we have conversations about these tough subjects instead of being demonized? You know, and, and then all of the xenophobe and all that stuff come out. Can we just have conversations? No, if you don't agree, you're intellectually lazy. That's right. what I get called all of the time. Every right. time I disagree. But who's the one that's intellectually, who's, who's really intellectually lazy? Because the arguments are really on our side. Yeah. But but they don't want to have that discussion. No, it's what they say. Because it's all just about feelings for them. Well, no, they believe they're smarter than you. Well, just like you have with, with Hollywood or Hinden. Yeah. But he's not the one pushing that. It's right. at the other show, the family meeting with Eric Grant, the HBU graduate the historical black college or HBC, I'm sorry, historical black college graduate that thinks he's smarter than everybody. Yeah. So whenever uh, I disagree, I'm intellectually lazy. Well, sometimes you are though, because you just said, what, what, what did you just say earlier? You just said some, Oh, George Michael is better than, oh! than, than, than Marvin Gaye. I said I favor him. I said I favor him. George and George, boy well, George because, and but, George Michael. But that's because, Oh, oh God. my God. You know what? You suspect for real, man. You suspect for Imagine real. Give a hand up to the LGBTQ you su- community. <laughs> no, you ain't black. Yes, oh. right. You're not. You're not black. Anybody that will take George Michael or any of the Georges <laughs> over Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye was a musical genius. If he had lived to to really produce a lot more music, dude, Michael Jackson. Hold on, wait a minute. What? Go ahead. George Michael started out in a boy band. Wham! And then became a solo artist, and he created so much good music. Are we really? Are we? Are we really? We can do the debate. Are you really? You know how we do it. We switch up. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Wait. Are you really saying, George? Hop, Daddy? Okay. I need popcorn. So you're making them know what you're talking about. Remember this one. Teacher has told me. Oh my God! My man. Hop, Daddy is a man. You listen to the Black and White Radio. We just touched like seven different subjects in the last minute or two minutes. But Verlon is still wrong. Give me a call. 312-642-5600. Is it Mike? Is it, um, uh, was it George Michael or Marvin Gaye? We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose. Woo, woo, woo. Make most. I need some room. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself and the inspiration, Leslie Mendoza. 
Uh, I really, really enjoyed hanging out with Kathleen Murray, candidate for the 21st, um, 21st century. Why do I want to keep saying time. 21st century? Uh, I'm a little slow today, Vlon. You got to get me pumped now. All right, it's time. You got to get me pumped. Well, we we can't we can't do too much right now because you know I don't want to you know. We got two young, two youngins in yes, here right we now. Do. <laughs> two handsome little guys. Two, two youngins in here right now. That's the future. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, but um, we need more people who who want to run for office who have who has her heart and intentions. That's right. Right. What do you say, Leslie? Absolutely. I love to see it. Um, I know there's a lot of moms that I know that are getting involved, and you see all these groups that are starting up, moms supporting campaigns and stuff. Um, and I definitely think that they're the ones that are going to take the lead and genuinely stick to it. Um, so I love to see it. I love Kathleen. It was our first time meeting today. Um, and it was an absolute pr- pleasure. So um, I definitely think we need we need real people, not career politicians. No, absolutely. And I think for too long, people have been afraid of speaking the truth for fear of offending someone. And I think it's people like Kathleen that will speak their minds without fear of whatever is going to come back to them or retaliation. Um, and I definitely think that we see that in my generation a lot. Yeah, There's kids that really are done with everything that's going on and they're not going to be afraid to speak their minds anymore. But do you think, do you think they'll come out and vote though? I hope so. Um, does Turning Point do like um, registration? So registration? we're actually working on an event um, right now with our 501c4, um, which is Turning Point Action, to try to get Gen Z out and get them um, registered to vote and get them informed on these candidates who are putting America first and focusing on the values that this nation was built on. Um, because I think with our education system and just everything that's going on, kids don't know what's going on. Right. Um, but I think that organizations like Turning Point Action um, will really make a difference yeah. in Gen Z and how they go about voting and stuff. Yeah. And it's like John said earlier, it's not really people that they fear. It's that they like to play it safe because they think if they step on this landmine, this issue or that issue, they're going to lose. But yeah. guess what? You're going to lose because you don't have anything to say. You're not reaching people. That's the problem. Absolutely. And we need, we need to reach people, common sense people that vote on pocketbook issues and on issues that affect family. It is. I, I, but I still think law and order, you know, as I don't know, you guys are probably like, who's this white guy that just walked in? <laughs> I know this guy. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That is terrible. But that's Ryan Steele. Um, he was going to be running for office, but I think he got cold feet. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm saying all that in front of him. I'm so I'm sorry, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? I, it wasn't cold feet, man. I, I decided to just jump fully into an ice container outside of a store. <laughs> well, what happened? Uh, Tell uh-oh. us what happened. Uh oh. Well, you, you know, uh, look honestly, I, I I had decided that I was going to run for uh, the state senate from the 23rd district, and there was another. My whole thing was to make sure that uh, we had someone on the right side and the GOP side running. And right at the end, another gentleman stepped forward. And I just said, okay, well, if we at least have someone running and give a choice to the voters, how is my voice going to be the most heard? How Mm -hmm. can I have it make the most difference? And I looked at what's going on in the state, and we're in a, the GOP is in a super minority. If people aren't paying attention in Springfield, 
we are in a super minority. And in order to get out of it just in the state Senate, we need to flip six seats this election cycle. Six. And with the redistricting, I was like, wow, that's a huge uphill battle. Yeah. So it's potential that I could have won mine and we still would have been in the super minority. So for the next four years, I would have had to go to Springfield uh, probably 200 total days in those four years. And if you guys are watching on the live stream, which I suggest you do on Rumble, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, you can see I've got my young boys right next to me. That's right. Uh, I didn't want to leave them for that amount of time and not have a voice to make a change. I wouldn't mind it if I could make an impact. Right. So I decided to, to go where I can make an impact. Yeah. So six seats would bring us to what? Uh, a minority. It's just a minority. <laughs> yeah. It's still a minority, but they cannot, we at least can do uh, filibusters. And they would right. have to at least engage us and have a seat at the table. Right now, the Republican Party in, in Springfield, we're not even at the kitty table. Well, we're left outside. There's 73 state reps um, on the Democrat side. And like, what, was it, is it 40 to 19 in the Senate or something like that? I know it's some astronomical number. And you don't think we can mm-hmm. win six seats? Oh, that's in the state rep side. You know, right. John, in, the Senate, in the Senate side. 59, yeah, 59 it's, seats. We, it's 41 to 18 right now. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, it's 18? I thought it was 19. 49-18. Well, I thought it was 17. 41-18, so. me. Yeah, I was close. I thought it was 17. We only had 17. Uh, so we have 18. Uh, our Senate minority leader down there, Dan McConchie, uh, is trying to make some waves. But, you know, it's, 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 it's an uphill battle. I think that we can start to make a, a dent in it this year. But I didn't want to – I have two yeah. young boys. I wanted to, to yeah. stick around and make a bigger, better difference. And I think, uh, I think I, when I was in the car on the way in, I think I heard the name mentioned. You know, the, the gentleman that's doing all these wonderful lawsuits and, oh, and standing up for the rights of the citizens. He's the people's attorney and he's doing a great job. Yeah. I got two questions for both of you. Go ahead. How many seats are up in Illinois, in Illinois uh, as you on the state correctly. side? Wow. I said it correctly this time. <laughs> you didn't say no, Illinois. I didn't no. say Illinois. I didn't sound like an, I was from New York <laughs> and or something you, like that. You're from At here. this point, yeah. does it make? <laughs> it doesn't. And how many seats are, seats are up on the state rep side? Oh, all, all of them. them. All oh, of hey, them. look at it. He knows. Was he what he was saying? He said all of them. All, all of them. them. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And how many? Okay. How many up uh, for the for the Senate? Um, I know there's some. Well, there's a couple of four year terms. So there, I mean, no. Every single seat in the state oh, of Illinois. It's a redistricting. It's yeah, a redistricting yeah, yeah. year. So Everybody's every ten up. years, wow. every seat is up. Now every some are up, up for two year terms and some are up for four year terms. Correct. But every single seat, every 10 years after the yeah. redistricting due to the census, is up for re-election. So everyone has to run. This is, this is this is the time. A- everybody. And if this people don't understand what we went through for the last past two years and they can't make a sweeping change, they never will. But, but Ryan, I, personally, I think I think the messaging is too safe. I, I think I think the Republican Party, they like to play it safe and not go up for the juggler. Um, this is this is and I don't mean this physically or, you know, harm, to bring any harm physically to anybody. But from a political standpoint, we have to go and fight like we want to win. And I think we play it safe. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I personally this is just a personal viewpoint not associated with anything is that for far too long. The Republicans have been worried about what the Democrats are doing. Just for far too long. We act in fear of the Democrats rather than just saying we need to go out there and do something for the Republicans to say, hey, we're here. Come on, let's do it. We need to just do what we need to do and not worry about the Democrats and let the Republican people and the conservative base of Illinois actually say, "Okay, see, we actually do have a voice. How many people other than Darren Bailey has the guts to do that? Thomas DeVore. Without a doubt. I'm talking about that's in elected office right now. Well, yeah, okay. 
I mean, there's a few that I have seen. The Amazaki? Yeah. Yeah. She speaks up sometimes, yeah. yeah. Tom Morrison. Uh, mm. I could, you know, um, I, I'm, well, I'm forgetting his name. You said a few. Blaine, Blaine Wilhauer. Oh, Wilhauer, yeah. yeah. Oh, Calkins. Blaine Wilhauer. Calkins, yeah. The whole Eastern yeah, Bloc. Unfortunately, call it. yeah, is mainly it's the people away from the Chicago area. Right. Mm-hmm. Those up in the Chicagoland area are afraid, and we need to get rid of that fear. I mean, we need people, honestly, for the Republican Party to move forward in the state of Illinois to have an equal voice and an equal seat at the table. Do you know what we need? Honest change? Is this wonderful young lady and more like her? We need yes. that. Yes. We need people like and that Leslie young lady Mendoza. You mean, right, there you go. By Leslie Mendoza. She is a fantastic human being. I've had the honor to get to know her recently. And if we could have more like her, the right. future of our state is in wonderful hands. Look at her over there. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> shucks. Well, well, the whole divorce staff team is absolutely amazing. And I'm honored that I get to be a part of it from the beginning. Um, but it's, it's definitely people like Tom DeVore and Darren Bailey that aren't afraid and they're not holding back anymore of speaking the truth. Um, And I know a lot of people know where I'm going forward in the next couple months. And um, I'm unfortunately going to be out of state for uh, a little bit of time, but Illinois is worth fighting for. Um, And I I love it. Can I say she is? Yes. Can you say what? She is. Can I, can I use that? No, I mean, you know, you got to be careful the she, words you use, right? Talk talk, He's talking about this state. Oh, you're calling this state yeah. she. You're calling, oh, you're calling the state of Illinois a yeah. she. Yeah. That's fine. I, I call my car a she, I guess. <laughs> I call my mule. Slow down, mule. <laughs> Easy, mule. <laughs> That's just wrong. Well, you know. Show What's wrong? R-E-S-P-I-C-T. That's how Ryan spells. Hey, you listening to Black and Right? <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, the inspiration Leslie Mendoza, and Monica, I mean, uh, Ryan Steele. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> himself, inspiration himself. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Jim. I'm sorry for moving that half, Daddy. Let's go to Jim. J- Jim, who's in Arizona? No, I'm in Honduras. Oh, you're in Honduras? Oh. Was, uh, this morning I was tag teaming with Relan on a different radio station. We couldn't get a word from any of us. It was uh, fun. Anyways, you know, it's. When you're talking about state candidates for the Senate, all you got to do is tell people, so, you know, the state of uh, Indiana has supermajority Republican on both sides. And what they do is they see a lot of businesses come there. Uh, you know, for example, they just announced they're going to be reducing their state income tax gradually. So it'll, it'll be zero by 2029. And uh, also, they you know, they have these open carry laws now, which means Indiana's going to be a safer place. Yeah. Plus, you know, a lot of businesses have moved. Indiana, and one one classic glaring example for me is about 20 years ago, when Blago was first governor, they tripled the truck licensing fees from one to three thousand dollars. And our friend Tom Morrison got me some information from the research people in Springfield, so it wasn't Breitbart or Fox News, that basically told how many trucks were registered, let's say in 2000, and by when that tax kicked in, by 2009, the number of licensed trucks went from 180,000. To about a hot down to 140, and now we're still about 150. Wow! But at that same time, Indiana 
had about 80 or 90,000 trucks. By 2015, they had over 300,000 trucks. And now they have about 600,000 trucks. So that means all that business, because we raised taxes, got shipped out of Illinois, and we gave them our growth. And this is the problem with raising taxes and doing right. things these stupid people in Springfield have been doing for all these years. So when you're talking politics to people, they look at Indiana. Super majority red, and they thrive. That's true. That's true. So true, um, Jim. Well, so Jim, many people leave Illinois. I tell you, as a dentist, I lose more patients either because they pass away or move out of state. And you see them. It's depressing sometimes. You have these long relationship people. Well, I'm retiring. I can't say everybody. <laughs> and all <laughs> the business goes with it. So, so what, what are you doing in? Um, what are you doing in uh, Honduras? Oh, I got a place down here. We got uh, a couple kids and business, <laughs> and you know, it's it's always fun. It's a nice. It's really it's it's actually closer here than it's to, to uh, Los Angeles. I'm gonna have to There's come. I'm have to come down there with you one 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 day when you when you travel down there. I'd love to come down there with you. You can come down. We got uh, we have a lot of pretty senoritas, and they have the women here respect men. There's a healthy respect, and it's nice. You know, you're not you're not harassing people. Yeah. But none of this garbage. Where if you look at a woman, oh, it's like sexual harassment, like these feminists start teaching, and that's why so many of these colleges are cesspools of, of bad information now because they're being taught all this intersectionality and all, the garbage, all this other kind of yeah. garbage where a normal pursuit of a woman is somehow looked at as harassment, which is absolutely wrong. Well, all right. Thanks so much for calling in, Jim. Also a sponsor well, of this show. Appreciate right. you, brother. Take it easy, Jim. Let's go to Ben from Michigan. Ben, welcome to Black and Right. Ben, you there? Ben, 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 Ben from Michigan. All right, Ben, we'll put you on hold if you come back. Ben, Ben, Ben. Ben's not there. Um, uh, do you guys hear about this? Chicago's giving people $500 or something like that? Oh, wait, wait, what people? What do you mean, what people? Is you trying to say I'm racist? No, I'm, I'm, just saying, saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying I've been hearing all kinds of Low stuff. Low-income people, basically, is pretty much what it's... What, what, to me, it sounds like a bribe. So Chicago's following Everston's lead. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, because Everson started it. I think they were the first ones to start it. Really? Yeah, the $500 thing for reparations. Um, <clears throat> the one in Chicago is I don't not, think this is reparations. Right. I think this is just because the gas prices are high. You know, I, w- I wish I had that clip. Brad, Black, Greg, well, uh, Renton is too damn high. Yeah, but they, that they, guy? They already, they're already giving away the gas cards and uh, the fares on buses and trains. So this has to be something a little more than for gas prices and stuff like that. It's, it's, it has to be some kind of But these of are temporary plan. fixes. You know how you fix it? Yeah. Whatever the gas tax was when before they raised it, oh, oh, get rid of it, first of all. Yeah. Or go to the point where, you remember it doubled? Yeah. From 19 cents to 38 cents? Yeah. Take it back to 19 cents. Take it all away. I would get rid of it. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm of, a, I'm of the belief, well, how are you going to pay for other things? Stop spending Oh, oh, yeah. Did you guys know back in, I believe it's 2000 and, was it 2010, we had a budget of $25 billion? Wow. No? They just passed the four, in the budget, when you look at the budget overall, it's like a hundred and something billion because the federal money and all that that comes with it too. Mm-hmm. $25 billion, and I believe it was 20, 20, 2010, and they just passed a $47 billion budget. Yeah, you're that's saying, $22 billion in new spending in just, what's that, how many years? My yeah. math isn't good. 12 oh, years? 12 years, yeah. Think about that. 
That's who we. That's who we have running our state, and that's who is who's been running our state throughout that time. Where do you the even Democrat start? Party. Where do you even start when it comes to cutting? Well, we can talk about that when we get back. All right, because there's a lot of places. You, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things. Uh, well, first place I start is House Bill Forty. Okay, you know what that was, right? Yeah, no, you you good well, you with can, the bills. You can pretty much get an abortion anytime you want. Oh God. Uh, and and you and, and stay funded and it, and you can come from out of state and still get it. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM five sixty. The answer. I got something to say to you. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with the troublemaker and the inspiration, Leslie Mendoza. Uh-oh, what do you got something to say to me? When it comes to appearance alone, my mother was so in love with George Michael and his shadow beard. Oh, and you put God, Marvin Gaye up go. next to him with his Isaac Hayes almost oh, scruffy beard. Oh, Come on, man. He had... The, the hearts of every woman in America, white, black, and in between. George Michaels took the world by storm. Okay, if you can get five people to call in right now to side with you with that George Michael is better than Marvin Gaye, I will relent and say it. Appearance matters. Yeah. Along with the voice. 312-642-5600. You're, You're an idiot. You heard that, right? <laughs> 312 You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> idiot. I'm not going to let it go. I don't care. I'm used to being ganged up on. Okay. So you admit you don't know what you're talking about. So, if you're through giving me your amateur opinion, slide back and listen to the news. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you started it. You're the, you're the, the yep. man that said that Marvin Gaye, I mean, uh, George Michael is better than Marvin Gaye. He's a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when he was part of Wham, you didn't do the kick step. Dude, I love Wham. I love, but I was kicking. You took it to a place. If Phil from Blue Island, call in and, and get on this guy. <laughs> Come on, it's just man. the dumbest you damn show. You know who he's gonna side with? Come because, on. because dude, I can't believe you said that, Leslie. You I don't. You know nothing. who they both are. I I do, okay. but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you guys. I need some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Leslie's of the age where her first introduction to George Michael might have involved a. New story about a public bathroom. Oh, so. that's a low blow, man. Yeah, well, oh. that was his fault. He could have gone higher. <laughs> oh, that's back. That's back when George Michaels got a little overweight. You know, he had to he had to go a little low. Yeah, that Ouch. ended at death. That's true. I like when Half Daddy chimes in. He doesn't chime in on my show that much. He, he just in. likes to beat up on me. Yeah, because you're beatable. <laughs> I don't think you so. beat up up on the bubble bubble. Good enough. I'm smart enough, <laughs> and doggone it. People like me. You really gonna play the, the the breast grabber? That 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 doesn't phase me. Hey, I want to play this, Trevor. Trev- Our no. national interest ought to be Uh-oh. to encourage the breast. He's just finding he's stuff. Finding no, everything. No, I have it all he's just, ready to go for hours. He's, he's a just tech it genius. Out. Tech genius. And he's coming after you. I know. <laughs> but I wanted. I wanted. I don't. I I wanted to play this this audio clip a couple of weeks ago, but we never got around to it. Um. I think I think the left, I think the Hollywood left, starting to to leave um, the Democrats today, because Trevor Noah had this to say about Donald Trump and what's happening 
and he said this about a, probably about a month ago now, and I wanted to play it then. I wanted because I wanted to get your reaction to it. Listen to what Trevor Noah had to say. Uh oh. <laughs> Go ahead and ah. What? I didn't I didn't turn on my board. He didn't turn on his board. He turned it off to listen to something in the break. And oh, the whatever. Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. <laughs> maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just, like, ban your country from everything. You don't know. <laughs> That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as president wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'd be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here. We're here. Hello? Too late, Ahmed. You made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. Now, the underlining point of that is they don't respect Joe, but, but the media made us believe that they didn't respect Trump at all. They feared him, I believe. I believe these other countries, because to the point, they didn't know how Trump would react. What are your thoughts? That's true. Now, my question to you, you're not playing this out of context the way the left was playing Donald Trump out right. of context. Right. You know, I got beat over the head with this earlier. This, oh, this Don- clip? No, no, no. Uh, with Donald Trump's clip of he loves Putin. He, you know, he, he he's uh, a Putin uh, lackey and all of was this. Was that from today? That was from today. You know, he just he he just he respects Putin so much. And, you know, he, he goes along with Putin's every word and Putin is down with Trump. I, I got beat over the head with all of that crap earlier today. So you're not playing this out of context. Mm-hmm. You played the whole clip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a comedian. So I, I have to take it with a grain wait, wait, wait. of salt. He's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah wait, he's he he's supposed, so supposed to be funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little funny. I've never yeah. seen somebody try so hard to not be funny. Right. Yeah, but you watch his show. I can't watch it. I, I, can't I don't stomach. watch it either. I can't stomach it. I don't watch it. But sometimes I'll, if, if it's on, like in front of me, I'll, I'll watch it. But but uh, no, I, I think, remember, comedy also has a, a, a hint of realness, of reality. And that's what makes great comics great. Dave Chappelle, all these people. It has a lot of truth in it. And he's right, though. Name a country that would have done so. You think Russia's at war no. if Donald Trump's president? No. Well, you, well, 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 you know this You stuff, think Russia would would have waltzed into Ukraine? Not like they did, but they have been at a conflict since 2014. Okay. That wasn't the question. Okay. Do you believe Russia would have been, in, would, would have been would have attacked Ukraine had Donald Trump been president? Not, not like this. No, answer no. the question. That's a yes or no question. That's not a. I, I get to to add my 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 editor. I, I get to editorialize this. That's yes or no. Not a full fledged war like what's going on now, but they 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 are at a mini. They've been at a mini war since 2013-14. The answer is no. <clears throat> I don't think it is a yes or no question. Yeah, I think Thank it you. is. I don't think. I think. They, I think they they would have waited Trump out for four years, four more years, before they went in. Because they they know that first of all, Joe Biden. You remember he was shaking he was shaking hands with his invisible friend the other day, turning around because he didn't know where he was, trying to shake hands with somebody that wasn't even behind him. We'll be right back. And now more black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Switch 
just switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. This that different latitude. Life too short, go spoil yourself. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. And the inspiration, Miss Leslie Mendoza. You what? know, you know, I'm like a pit bull with a bone. I can't let it go. You know, the media was all about Trump 24 seven, and you know, COVID hit for two years, so they weren't going to talk about any conflicts anywhere around the world because they were hell bent on Trump. So, it, it, like I say, that conflict has been going on for nine years, and if it wasn't Trump in office, or like maybe we'd had another t- a Mitt Romney in office, they would have talked about it. Think about it because it's different, though. You know, Mitt's no Trump. Right. Right. (laughs) Mitt's no Trump. You don't know what you're getting from Trump. You but, know what you're going to get from Mitt, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney said to Obama. Do you really, wow. yeah. but, but, Mitt Romney? Yeah. Well, that's, really? but that's fair. But, that's Mitt, a fair but Mitt Romney said to Obama in the debate, Russia was going to be a problem. If he was in and he office. Laughed. And he got laughed at. But if he was in office, the focus would have been on Russia. Mitt's no Smith. Dude, Mitt's, Mitt folded under the pressure from I'm everybody. not saying I wanted him. I'm just saying that I if he was uh, for me too. I, I like I, yeah, at that time. I liked him and Paul Ryan as a combination. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you know, they they were safe. Too dry. Yeah, they were dry. He but, picked the wrong wrong VP. I don't know. He yeah, picked math he and picked, not on much current events. Correct. He yeah. picked somebody that matched up with his personality. Yeah, both, but that's not, we're about the same. Do you want to win? Yeah. Screw who matches up with my personality. Can I say that word? Yeah. No, but at and that, also if your personality is lacking. Right. Get the complimentary part, Get not right. a copy of the same. <laughs> name, they would name somebody in that election process Tim on Scott. the Republican side Tim Scott. that, that would have that, that could have went up against Tim Obama. Tim Scott, Condoleezza Rice. No. Yep, please. No. Please. Condoleezza, Obama couldn't hold a candle she wasn't, to Condoleezza. But she just, wasn't no, in the race. You said name somebody. You didn't say. I'm talking about in the race. Okay. Yeah. In the race. That could have that could have outshined Mick Romney. Nobody. It Wait, was the B team. It was the B team. Who ran that year? Uh, Huckleby and all the rest of them. It was the B team. Huckleby would have been Huckleberry. No, he no. was already. No, I'm he, saying, he would have been a lot more lively. He than was damaged. Brian. He was after he yeah, let the guy out of jail skeletons. and he oh, yeah. killed those four people. He was damaged. Yeah. yeah. He should have ran before who else, that. who else was in that race? I forget. Oh, yeah, uh, the guy from uh, New 999, Orleans. 999, was he in there? 999 was in yeah. there. The guy from New Orleans. Uh, uh, oh, Jindal. Jindal was in there. No, it was, still it, dry. It was, still all, dry. it was all B-team. Yeah. He, but you don't have to pick somebody from that group. Yeah, That's we my did. Point. No, you did not. We hit, you do you not. Remember, you remember why that is, though. Because, What's that? Because George Bush was the poison pill. Yeah. How many people right now, Democrat and Republican, would say, yeah, yeah, I would like to go back to... The decision making and the and the you know policy prowess of George Bush. Yeah, uh-huh. remember when he was Hitler? Now he's just this yeah. sort of cordial old he's man. Every, he's lefties a, yeah. love him. Yes, they love him. Uh, Michelle Obama loves him. <laughs> well, she's got some odd taste. Yeah. <laughs> well, whenever yeah. you shut your mouth and let yourself be beat up for eight years, I mean, I, I guess it's yeah. six years. You know, Obama beat him over the head for six years. And it was he eight said, years. He didn't say okay. Well, the he whole got eight the full years. ride, and he never said a word. He came out one time and said, "I'm making a children's book," and I'm yeah. painting. He I'm barely painting. said a word in the last year of his presidency. Yeah, they but they he, just they just kept him behind the door, and they just okay, we're just riding this out. Yeah, there was no chance for a Republican in that year unless there was an October surprise on on behalf of them. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, but I, I really thought Mitt Romney. I mean, with everything that Obama had going on with the, with Benghazi and all that that was happening, if we had a strong candidate, probably would have given him a run for his money. Yeah, you know. But we got milk toast milk. 
The strong, oh, oh, Pierre Delecto. The strong <laughs> candidate. <laughs> the strong <laughs> candidates waited to run up against the wrong person, Donald Trump. I agree. I agree. But there, I mean, there were a lot of candidates he could have, um, people he could have chosen that was that was not Paul Ryan, who had a lot more personality. Because neither one of them really had personality. I mean, look at what he's doing now. He can't even stand. Uh, I'm no fan of Pierre Delecto anymore. Uh, you listen to the black and right. Y'all know who Pierre Delecto was. I'll tell you, you know. Hour three. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow, welcome back, hour three, black and white radio on AM560 Answer, I'm your host John Anthony live in studio with Mr. Troublemaker, Red Velvet himself, Red, (laughs) he's waiting for that one, (laughs) he knew it was coming, and that voice you just heard is Leslie the inspiration Mendoza. You having a good time? I am having a good time. I always me, have a good time. Me and this here. guy arguing and, and you I love know, it. You know, I still can't believe he said, I'm, I'm shocked. See, Valon, see, no one's called in. I, you see my message. Neither way. It's but just you YouTube. see my messages. I don't care about that computer. No, no, Nobody's no. Nobody's called to back you or Georgia. Listen. I, there's on right, you. So we're just going to have to rest with the two to one that we have right now. That's right. fine. Yeah. That's, I'm right. used to that. Right. That's, I'm used to that. Yeah. Two to one. That's fine. You're out. Just like you were at the uh, like CEO uh, Hollywood show. I'm like no, the CEO. No, no, you know I'm what? like the CEO. I have a proxy. It's, it's two to two. No. Despite the despite the Northwest Indiana abode, um, Verlon's still working on Cook County numbers, which is if the Republican gets two and the Democrat gets one, it's tied. That's right. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, I got some mail-in ballots. Why are you screaming? Oh, am I? Yeah. You know, Sorry, that's my voice. Down. <laughs> yeah, that's my voice. <laughs> he's screaming. You, isn't he screaming? A little bit. He's little excited. Bit. You're getting him wrong. Yeah, you're getting Verlon, him up. Verlon, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's not difficult. I'm telling you right now. Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I'm taking it there. Cause, Cause dude, I'm I mean, you went from you went from the French actor who was just a prank. Dude, you kinda lose it a little bit. You hanging out over there with those progressives too much. I would hey, go man. as far as to say that that uh I almost said boy George. Uh, George Michael is not that far below some of the great, but nowhere near Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Listen. Unbelievable. If you ask people from Hollywood and the record oh, bu- and the record business, okay, looks count, and he he gets the record. Sales. Okay, okay, okay. Here's a question: Who are the people you talking about asking? I mean, here's another question: Record sales in what year? The year that Marvin Gaye died? Where, right. What were George Michael's records? No, sales no. Today? Take the totality of record sales. Okay, do you God. stop Marvin Gaye's life at this or uh, George Michael's life at just the same take, age? Just take just take the first three years. Of George Michael's solo career, and how many years did, did did Marvin Gaye have before he died? I don't know, but guess what? Do that one do that Marvin math. Gaye album. Not enough. Do, do that math of Marvin Gaye's first. Okay, three. let's okay let's put it to rest, and, guys. George. Please call. I would in. say every single track on Trouble Man is better than every anything, single one. Of anything them. George Michael. Ever. I ain't talking every about. Don't, don't, don't give me one album. I said first three. Hey, let's 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 do this. <laughs> call in three one two six four two fifty six hundred three one two. 
642-5600. Are you Team John and Marvin Gaye, or are you Team Red Velvet? (laughs) (laughs) And George George Michaels. Michaels. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. Right. That's an appropriate pairing, Red Velvet and George Michaels. It is, isn't it? We laid down the marker. Perfect. Now, that's perfect. We laid down the marker for that, but let's switch the conversation to taxes again. Okay, what taxes should be eliminated to help the American people? How about the payroll tax? The payroll tax is a great start. How about about we allow people to have all of their money and let them decide what they're going to do with their money? That's perfect. And not the federal government. I'll tell you a good one. No, not the government, state or federal government. That's great, but I don't think that'll happen. How about property taxes? That affects everyone who owns property. Well, well, first of all, we need to stop funding schools with property taxes. Yeah. That's, that, that's an old, archaic system that just simply won't work. Because, you know, what happens when... Because what happens when... I was a sheriff's deputy. And I did a lot of um, evictions when I was a sheriff's deputy. When all those people no longer are paying their tax burden, that burden falls onto the people that are there. You know, um, our whole system, our whole taxation system is archaic, it's it, it penalizes successful people and people that 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 can just go through life and never become anything, never become productive. It rewards them. Some that's 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 not America, you know. And, and then we have our elected officials; they're the they're the worst, you know. How about all of these taxes pertain to vehicles? Just add all of those up. Yeah. You know, from the stickers, we don't have window stickers in Indiana, and I don't know many other states. It's probably New York that have window stickers and plate stickers. Well, I don't have that in Joliet. Well, you don't that's have Chicago. That's, See, that's Chicago. Chicago. Well, that, well another way tax. Another way that that's yeah. a tax. It's yeah. a fee. That's a tax. Four hundred dollars to register your car. Yeah. No, I know. It's definitely a big city thing, though, because I know out by me we don't have. Yeah. Yeah, all taxes related to the car. You right, want one better than that? What's that? When I was in the city, I had a giant work van, the ladders on top and all that, when I was still doing HVAC. And I had to pay $170 a year for the city sticker for the right to not be able to park in front of my, in front of my house. Are you serious? Yeah, because they considered it a uh, commercial road. Um, and that was something, I think it was specific to the 38th. Like, like it was just one or two wards wow. that had that. And uh, if I parked in front of my house, I got a $120 ticket. Wow. See, See? what I mean? They, they call them fees, but they're taxes. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Mike from, Mike from the north side. Uh, you ready to get slapped? That's right. I'm ready. <laughs> Mike, welcome to Black and Right. What the heck is wrong with you two? You never get rid of gas taxes. You never get rid of city sticker taxes. Those are user taxes. That pays to maintain the roads. I mean, those city workers sitting in the truck don't do it for free. Someone's got to pay for it. You're not going to raise my taxes. That $500 you were talking about earlier, that's the first step to that guaranteed basic income. Yeah. What you should be upset about is that the city wants to get rid of everybody's uh, uh, tickets now. People who did it, who have tickets because they did it by a city sticker. They went to a red light. Because an election's coming up, they're just going to wave those. So if you follow the rules, you got to pay for everybody else. Wow. And please, if you mentioned... If you mention George Michael on the station one more time, <laughs> you're going to have to change the name of the show to On the Downwell Radio. Oh! oh. Hey, Mike. So Mike's with me, then. Oh, yeah, he's with you. Mike's Mike, with me. Now, let me ask you a question, Mike. Why didn't you call Ricky's yeah. show earlier and back me up? 
I tried calling earlier, and I couldn't get through. Somebody just took the phone off the hook and took a nap. It's like when you're calling to get your car out of the impound lot downtown. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other issue. The administrative toll fee. That's, that's, oh, another, that's another one. Yeah, that's another one. You know, they find a way to, 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 to pressure it upon the people. Then say, I'm standing for the people. Pickpockets. Get rid of these Get rid of these fees that you create. There's these that's, pickpockets. Yeah. That's what they are. I can summarize Thanks, Mike's Mike call. for calling. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh, my God, it's good on that one, though. <laughs> Let's go to Rudy. Rudy from Wisconsin. Welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, when it comes to Marvin Gaye, which I've used to listen to, you know, and um, I'd have to go with record sales. You know, I mean, come on. Who had the Look most the record sales? I don't know. Oh, we'll look that up. I believe it was George Michael. We can look that up. He might be a potential for me. Yeah, but but, but he has more records. Look look it up. Look it up and give it to the guy who sold more records. How's that? There we go. No, talent. 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 Come on, come on, come on. Come on. It's about talent. Talent. That's all you who likes it more. No, I'm... you know. So he so he didn't he didn't go anybody he's just neutral until we until we say nah, we that can't be record sales uh, <laughs> you know what and you also thanks so much have, Ruby yeah you got to have the fortitude to actually have an opinion right you you, you know don't just call up and tell us our criteria for us right no oh, don't be like that all right let's go to oh your buddy uh, we uh, I can we can take him Mitchell because Mitchell he can talk fast enough Mitchell <laughs> Marvin Gaye or George Michael. I would go with Marvin Gaye because, first of all, it was two different decades. Okay, unfortunately, his father killed him over a bill. Uh, when you had the ascension of uh, George Michael, uh, the precursor obviously was Wham, and then his solo. Uh, there's there two different decades, but you know he he caught fire. I'm talking about you know, uh, George um, Michael because of that mid '80s feel and theme and uh, the sonic attack of uh, the songwriting, and he had a lot of people writing for him. Um, I think the depth of the writer goes to uh, Marvin Gaye because right. you know he had such a feel of the soul. I mean, he changed the entire generation of what's going on. I mean, when you hear how that song is crafted from a musician's point of view, uh, it is, it is there's just no, I mean, to me, there are two different camps, but I, I would have to say that I give the soul, no pun intended, to, um, <laughs> to, uh, to Marvin Gaye. Well, I wanted to just bring oh, up real quick. Tra- I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mitchell. Uh, property taxes, okay? We talk about you know, eliminating problems with our state, our corrupt state in Illinois. 86% of our funds that, that, that basically fund the, the public schools goes to it's 86% and only 14% from the federal government. There is no, absolutely no type of combination like that in the state, in the entire union. Now, to the girl who was sitting next to you that's a student, next time you get into a conflict with these public school teachers, you look them right in the face and you say, look, you work for me. <laughs> Mitchell. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> I thanks, love Mitchell. Mitchell, thanks so much. I always love when you call in, brother. Oh, he's so. Uh, I can only imagine him in Hollywood going uh, going at each other. Yeah. Wow. Kip, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back from break. Um, you listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty answer. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. I 
this marinade in your ear real quick, Kalan. Turn it up a little bit, George. He needs to hit it. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, listening to my, my main man, Marvin Gaye. I have a great response to, for Mitchell. Go ahead. What's, what's the response? You know, Marvin Gaye wasn't the only factor that changed the generation in the 70s. You had Teddy Pentagrass. You had David Russell. You have great you singers. Just as, just as great as Marvin Gaye at that time. But Wrong. also, but also, you have to give props. You have to give props to George Michaels because it was people like George Michaels, Madonna, and Prince that changed the generation in the 80s. So, yes, he right. helped change the generation you mean, in the You 70s. mean Michael Jackson, too? Give, Don't forget Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson too. I'll give props to George Michaels. Yeah. I don't know who that is. What about George Michael? <laughs> George, what did he say? What did he say? George, George Michaels. I said George Michaels. It's like Illinois. Oh, you, put, you put an S oh, on everything. Oh, yeah. It's okay. yeah I, put, I put an S on it. I did put an S on it. All right, you know, it's all good. I'm pretty sure George Michaels was from Illinois. You know, you know, you know, uh, Italians say it a little different. You know, uh, people say it a little different. I got wait, a little, are you Italian? A little swag to what I say. <laughs> Perlon, the Italian stallion. But, oh, but you got to give it up. He changed the generation just like Marvin Gaye. So that, that retort by Mitchell... Ah, uh, it doesn't hold as much water okay. as you Did thought. he change it for the better or the worse? He changed it for the better. Mm. Mm. I okay. made I made mm. uh, I made a couple mm. of babies, I think, off of no. George Michael. <laughs> oh. mm. Yeah, we'll believe that one. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> Kip. <laughs> Kip. Hey. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, our, listen, man. I, I I had just gotten back. I had to have you guys off, but I came in. You guys were talking about what you're talking about right now. My my votes for Marvin Gaye, and oh. that time right before he passed, he was at, at at the Metro Center in Rockford, Illinois. It was right before. There was a lot of stuff going on. I had I I used to work there years ago, and. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Marvin Gaye can put on a show that had everybody swinging and a swaying, man. That's true. I mean, serious to God, and I had seen Prince at the same spot too. But listen, guys, you know everybody have a wonderful Easter. You know what I I volunteered for? I don't know if I What's should that? have done it because it's going to be real cold tomorrow. I got to bring him back to to uh, uh, gather a big whole ham, like twenty five pound ham. I carry him with me. Oh, man, I took it out of the deep breeze like Thursday, and it's right now starting to thaw out, and it smells wonderful right now. Nice. i got to bring it back to life. It's going to take me six hours tomorrow, man. Well, happy Resurrection Day to you, uh, Kip. You guys have a wonderful Easter, and you guys have a great show, and carry on. Do Keep doing what you're doing. Thank Thanks you, Thanks a lot, Kip. <laughs> it's Resurrection Sunday for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. What about you? You call it Happy Easter? I'm going to be working. Oh, this is my weekend to work. Oof, twenty. How many hours? You know, it, I work twelve a day, minimum. Minimum. Ooh, so I win. No one's called in for um, it's your most popular guy. No one's said him yet, so I win. <laughs> okay, you, 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 you gotta, you, you gotta say it. You had a couple. Come on, the show's not over yet. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you in. the win, the W, at the end of the show if nobody calls. Um, if nobody calls for you, yeah, if nobody calls for me. I had I almost had one. I, who, you won't who, look who, up the record sale. Oh, I did. I, what's, what was I the don't care sale? about record sales. See, see, <laughs> I, I, yeah, 
Hey, I got one. He's had a longer career. Hey. Wait, time out. <laughs> He's had a longer career. He was with a group. Marvin Gaye was by himself. Uh-huh. And he his his career was shortened. Uh. And the way they the way record companies operated with Marvin Gaye and with 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 him was totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Paul's got a solid point to me. Uh-oh. Here's Paul. Paul, welcome to Black and Right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Marvin Gaye was a composer. His music were there were compositions. Mm. And and this other guy, he was a pop singer, George Michael. Yeah. He sang pop songs. Yeah. This other guy. You know, That's from dancing in the street to what's going on, to herd it through the grapevine, those were compositions. Yeah. Classical R and B soul. The other guy The no. other guy. Yeah. Oh, man, I think that's kind of disrespectful. No, it's not. The other guy. He's right. He's George Michaels is somebody. Paul? I am somebody. What did, about George Michael? Did Paul, did you hang up? He like, hung up. <laughs> yeah, he was done. I am somebody. But he's right. The other guy. No, no. Hey, he's not even worth mentioning his name. You know what? That's <laughs> wrong. In all ways, that's wrong. Uh, all right, let's I'll, move I'll along. I bet as many people know the, uh, the second dude from Wham's name as know George Michael's music. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, it's a, it's a niche thing. Right, because remember he was with Wham. He did wasn't he always niche? by himself. Yes, I did. He did. I used I, uh, we moved in the past moment. Wham. Okay, in the moment. Now, so when things get older, right? So that's like classic pop, I guess. Yeah. See, I can even more people are aware of it. It spreads a little more. But in yeah, he was popular in a niche. Now, yeah. if the song comes on, I, I'll know who it is. But like, I can't like like I heard it through the grapevine. I know songs from Marvin Gaye. What's I don't know songs from George Michael. Teacher. Yeah, see, see you, you, you really a black boy. Teacher <laughs> has told him goodbye. <laughs> he wanted to cut the cut mic. That's mic. what he wanted to do. Don't cut him back on ever again. He's done. He's done. He's banned from the show, Joe George. That's that's your prerogative. That's <laughs> He's banned from the show. That is terrible. Right. That's right. That singing was terrible. <laughs> Well, you told me to do it. I didn't tell you to do that. How daddy said that? See, singing. I wasn't going to do it at your birthday. I was not going to get didn't. up on that stage and sing karaoke. No oh, way. God. The barista was trying to get me to do it. I yeah. said, no, no. I'm glad you she did. She said, I want to hear it. I said, no, you don't. You don't want to hear this voice. Wait, she said, you, yes, I do. You actually told her you were going to do George, a George Michael? I told her no. Wait, a George Michaels song? I told her no. Maybe but, she, hopefully she thought he was talking like possessive <laughs> and there's an apostrophe <laughs> in there. I'd say, you know, it's funny you brought up Teddy Pendergrass. I'd say even Teddy Pendergrass was better than George Michael. I agree. Well, I think he was better than Marvin Gaye. Okay, oh, now you're out of your mind. Come on. Teddy man. Pendergrass? Come on. Teddy was a great dude. But. Oh, Teddy. No. Teddy? No. No. No, come on, man. Very, 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 very close. Yeah, it's close. They had the same look. Both of them had those beards. It's close. But I'm telling you. Listen to that. But Listen Marvin that. was more soulful, though. Wait, man. They, he could do both. Yeah, but but Marvin had soul. Teddy wasn't Teddy writing songs soul. either. I don't think. Right. And yeah, Marvin wrote his songs. Okay. You know, you you get a you get a little edge for that. But Teddy, man, man, he could get but, but down. But that's the argument I'm making about Marvin and Michael. That Marvin was the better artistic person. And I said George Michaels had the better look. That grabbed more women. Oh, God, man. Who, 
He had really? the shadow George beard. George Michael was not interested in grabbing right. women, dude. Let's be honest. I don't know where you're trying to go with this, but that was not one of the goals. Listen, the women loved him. My mother oh, loved him. Oh, God. Do you understand? All I heard in her 69 Riviera with the with the, the silver and was it red? I think it was silver and red or gray and red. They, they only made, it was a limited edition. There you go again. All I heard was George Michaels. So she loved him. That's why it sticks with me so much. Maybe maybe he's thinking about a different guy than we are. I think he is. Maybe. George Michael. Oh, okay. No, no, no. God, y'all, gonna, y'all killing me with my ass. I was just thinking maybe, you know, but like my parents used to buy pro wings. <laughs> yeah. And like Velcro shoes, or I would get them handed me down from my brother. We always bought cheap stuff, right? So I'm just wondering if maybe, you know. No. His mom grabbed Nate track at George Michaels and was like, yeah, this is good. Not a bootleg. Not a bootleg. Uh-uh. I, I couldn't find her. That's all, folks. I, I'm looking for it, George. <laughs> I think I what, think. What did you want? Do you remember the, the porky pig? <laughs> yeah, I got that one second. That's exactly what you sound like right now. That's all, folks. I'm used to taking on the masses. You can beat uh, up on me all day long. I'm like a punching bag, a pinata. It doesn't matter. Let's end this segment. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge. <laughs> I'm a huge Denzel fan. Okay. And anytime I hear something from Denzel. I'll play it here. Uh, I want you to hear this, and then when we come back from break, let's talk about this. Okay. There's a saying, when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. Wait a minute, I'm not done now. <laughs> you know, the, the devil goes, oh, no, leave him alone. Man. He's my favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Don't you right. bother him. Yeah. Conversely, when the devil comes at you, maybe it's because you're trying to do something right. That's happening a lot right now in our country. People who are trying to make a lot of change and really and really change the, the trajectory of our, our, our state and our country. People are coming after him, trying to take him down. You know, that's why I'm afraid of, you know, anybody that's running that's worth their salt, that people are going to try to take him down. It's sickening, it's saddening, and it's maddening. We'll be right back. the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer maybe i'm foolish maybe welcome back to black and right radio on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony live in studio with the troublemaker himself red velvet Velon galloway i'm ready to start this oh, i know you are and leslie the inspiration mendoza okay Okay. But you, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. You don't believe Dr. Fauci has evil intentions. Let's, that's not what you left off. You left okay. off with the Denzel script of okay. the devil coming after you if you're doing something right. If he ignores you, he's doing something wrong. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. And then we, during the break, got off into Dr. Fauci. Is he evil or not? You believe he's evil. Now, I think people use the word evil too loosely. I don't think any scientist or anybody that's trying to do the greater good is evil. They may do evil, evil things or you, it can be interpreted as evil things or walking hand in hand with evil to get to the, to the betterment of society. And I think that's what he's but doing. But at what cost? And science, no, science <clears throat> is not evil. They may do things that you might not like, like Dan and Amy played um, what they were doing to Beagles. OK, you might hate that. I might hate that. But you never said anything about the monkeys that they've been experimenting on for 40 years or so to get 
uh, uh, drugs to help society or the mice or the who or the gerbils or whatever they 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 they, they do acts to cruel acts to 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 get these uh, uh, drugs to help us. But now since he done something to some beagles over in China or wherever they did it to <laughs> now you want to say he's evil. But he lied about it. He was lying. Lying is a no, necessary but he, but he, evil. Well, you missing the point. Can, can we clarify the basis here? Right. Right. All of us are human beings. We are all inherently evil. We are all inherently Correct. good. Right. This comes in shades and levels and is very nuanced. Verlaine, you seem to be on on a trip of like sort of, you know, <laughs> something is is evil or it's not. Right. Right. But we're all evil and we're all not every day. Uh, it comes down to intention and the result of your actions. And you don't know his intention. Right. You don't we know. know the result of his actions. Right. But we do know his intention is to get a drug. To no, help we don't know his attention. And no. it's our choice if we want to take it or not. But he doesn't want to be remembered that way. I do not believe but, that but, he wants to be but, 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 remembered. But, but, but he has a, Vallon, Fauci has been there for, what, 30, 40 years. Uh-huh. He has a history. What he did with HIV. What he, I mean, do you know? Dude, he's, a, he's, a, he's an abject failure. You know how many, you can't post about it, you can't say nothing about him. Because a lot, there are a lot of doctors, that are scientists that have worked with him. That I call him that. Now, now you. I'm gonna. I'm, let me explain to you why I call him evil. Because I'm. A, I look at the definition of what evil is, right? It says the fact. It's a. As, this evil. Because remember, evil can be broken down into different parts of speech, right? Now listen. You got. You got the adjective aspect of 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 evil. The noun aspect of evil. The adverb aspect of evil. Let's start somewhere. Let's start with the with the adjective. Morally re- uh, reprehensible, arising from actual imputed bad character or conduct, causing discomfort or repulsion, offensive, disagreeable. Uh, let's go to the noun. The fact of suffering, misfortune, and wrongdoing, something that brings sorrow, distress, or calamity. Now, we can stop right there. Every, all of his the, the, the decisions that he's made, because remember, he was at the forefront of everything that happened in the last two and a half years. He lied about saying gain of function research that that wasn't happening. He lied. Lying he isn't up. necessarily evil. <clears throat> Lying in order to achieve an uh, evil representation. I, you just took the words right out of my mouth, yeah. George. It, 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 what you're going for with if you're Fauci, right? You're trying to make money. That's oh, what it comes that's down what you to. think, George? No, no, that's what the that's what economics and mathematics say. So <laughs> he's getting a lot of money um, for doing his job, right? right? Is is just a salary. He's also getting a whole lot of other stuff that's not exactly money. From the companies which are developing the drugs which he's pushing. Yeah. So, um, and how's that plus, not evil? Plus, he has, has basically lied throughout mm-hmm. this entire process. Then that means all science is evil. No, and no, no, all we're talking about scientists. You cannot apply a label Fauci. like evil to an entire entity, right? Because you have individuals within that. You might have some well meaning genetic researcher who shows up there every day, busts their ass, and gets, you know, a little bit closer to understanding what part of the human genome is responsible for certain and get get actually closer. And then you have Fauci who shows up. He's mostly a media machine. Yeah. Um, he he's a front man. He's a front man. He's a front man. Exactly. So his functional properties there are to make money for himself, um, make sure the media covers them well, yeah. 
and also to cover for what that organization does that would be unpopular. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He is the director of the NIH. That is his job. He did not lock us down. The politicians lock us down. Lay the blame at the feet of the people. No, they they used him as the front man. He would have experimented whether we were locked down or not. He's he's conflating the arguments now. No, he's introducing another part of another argument in order to use to say that that we're wrong about this. So because Fauci didn't order lockdown, um, right. And he's not a governor, so it makes no sense that he could. Uh, but because he didn't order lockdowns, he's therefore not he what he is. He would have experimented no matter what, okay, like no, the rest no. of the scientists do. About See, either. you're missing the point. We talked about the is he evil. Picture. The, right, the totality of. I understand. That's how you. you that's how you interpret it. Yeah, but honestly, he, if you want proof that Fauci's evil, I have proof. I will play it on the when we come back. Thank you. Hey, listen, real quick. Are you a believer yeah. in Christ and all that? I believe. That, see, I'm coming from a biblical Christian worldview of what, I how I view evil, mm-hmm. which is which may be different from yours, and that's my my view and your view may may not be compatible, and and that's okay. Listening to Black and Right, we'll be right back to hear more of Doctor Evil Fauci. Black and Right continues. On AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. I told you guys I had proof that Fauci was evil. So, here it is. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. <laughs> we'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. <laughs> I can see you doing that. Too. Yes. Promise us, please. We'll have a he cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Selling Dr. Off. Fauci, don't forget me. Hey, Milan, you're part of that fan club, right? None of that applies to Dr. Fauci. Wait, wait, wait. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> none, of that, none of that applies to him. That applies to the politicians that made those rules. Yeah, but based upon him. Well, welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. That's Villan. You know, he's 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 that. Pro- you stay on those progressive shows too much. It's starting to rub off on you. <laughs> no, I'm just putting it into context. No, I, he would have done everything he's doing under Trump, creating the vaccine, playing the background. He was doing it under like Trump. Trump right. Like I understand. And Trump didn't really, he put him out there somewhat, but only to let the public know he's doing everything he can to get a vaccine for the people. And he, and it wasn't going to be mandatory, but the Democrats put him out there front and center yeah. where the hate, Right. Could be perpetrated upon but him. But that's all who People he was. That's who he was. Same well, thing. Villan, that's who he was, though. We need to get back to. So let's forget about mandates and uh, and lockdowns and stuff like that and vaccines, all of that. Right. Let's just talk about the one thing which he was most instrumental in, which was masks. Right. Okay. In my personal opinion, not being a moron, um, I think masks are probably the number one factor in transmission uh, indoors. Hmm. I, I think more than sneezing or anything else, um, we are touching these things. We are putting them on our faces, taking them off our faces. It goes into your glove box. It goes into yeah. your, it hangs on your, uh, if you're Amy Jacobson, I uh, got 19 <laughs> of them uh, hanging on your shifter in my driveway and your car won't start because it won't hit the instrument. Um, there's, there's a certain amount of um, 
just insincerity in right. Fauci, not only going back and forth in February 220. Right. That, 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 you don't need masks. Right. You don't need masks. They don't do any good. Oh, we got to have masks. We got to have. But but the idea that the NIH would continually and the NIH actually convinced the CDC to go along with this Correct. would continue to push cloth masks, you know, as thin as two or three layers right. um, as some sort of preventative thing when really what it does is traps the droplets, which would maybe dry out in other places um, against your skin and put them on your hands and not any other things you touch. I would say he's a hypocrite and foolish for pushing that. Not evil. And well, it, and the policy and, and policy. Evil. He can't, he can't mandate. Evil. He can't mandate. Evil. He can't mandate. He's I evil. think if you're playing with other people's safety <clears throat> without actually knowing what you're talking about, that's, that's, you know, I don't know how that's not evil. Right. Boom. Mic drop. Hey. Boom. No, no, no. I'm dropping mics. These are no, uh, yeah, mics. We, will, we don't want to drop these mics. Thank you. Thank you. But Leslie, you you got some coming up, right? I do. So I'll be um, speaking at an event with Darren Bailey and some other young conservatives that have been very involved in the um, conservative. Our movement. boy Brett. Our boy Brett. We love <laughs> Brett. Um, so April twenty sixth, we will be at the Arcata Theater out in St. Charles um, at seven p.m. I believe that place is much bigger than it looks. So much smaller from the outside. But that's a huge place. I mean, we filled it when we yeah. had Charlie Kirk Charlie come Kirk out. Was there. Um, had an amazing event with him, so we took advantage of it. And yeah, now is this a free event or uh, a paid event? It is a free event, um, but you can upgrade your tickets to get VIP admission. There's a meet and greet and stuff. So website, yeah, uh, Darren Bailey's campaign. Okay, I know that. Oh, nice. um, but we've got a 17 year old organizing this. What? Brett Corrigan. Oh, that's right. Brett. Yeah, Brett. Yeah. So, I didn't know he was so 17. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, Joe Huff, Daddy. But um, it's so great to, to see young people putting together events like this and, and having their voice, yeah, absolutely. you know, heard. And it's to fire Pritzker. So yeah. I know um, the Bailey campaign focuses on that a yeah. lot. But I mean, to us, it's I mean, it's personal. Right. For two years, Pritzker has absolutely destroyed most of our lives. And, it, I mean, it's affected us a lot yeah. as we were locked down in schools and had all these mandates that were affecting us mainly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I love to see it. Don't you, don't you love hearing stuff like that? Yes, I do. And I know it can't, you, it can't help but be personal. I, I couldn't be locked in the basement and people treat me that way and I'm going to come back day and after take your day phone. after day. Ooh, we and I know well, that we means couldn't a have lot. him. We couldn't have him in. No, like I'm, I'm dating myself. But well, Biden locked himself in a basement. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but we couldn't have. We had um, pagers back in the day. Yeah, we couldn't have pagers because Gosh. they said the only people that have pagers are drug dealers. Yeah, in my high school, Ancient. I actually got arrested for it. A pager in high school. I had one, wow. and but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't go through the whole process of it. They you just get some uppity high school. They, they CVS. That was kind of he just wanted back this then. Up, back then, CVS uppity. C- let me tell you, I went to Bowen, so CVS oh, was okay, uppity okay. Compared, compared to Bowen. To Bowen yeah, <laughs> <laughs> compared to Bowen, yeah, yeah. first class. I CVS at, is first class. I was at the real East Side High, which you saw Morgan Freeman. That's the Economy in. High School, Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we despise Bowen, but you know why? They could play baseball, boy. Yeah, we could wrestle too. I was on a wrestling team. Look, when you walked in our school, remember, I don't know if you ever seen Lean on Me. It looked the same. It does. Graffiti on the wall. <laughs> Graffiti on the wall, and it didn't remove it. It, it was, was worse. It was crazy. It was insane. 
Bowen was worse. I brought my, two of my best friends up there, right, because we snuck into each other's high school. I snuck into Simeon. They snuck into Bowen. They looked around and said, this is not an institution of learning. Nah. My parents would not have li- allowed me to go here. And so you graduated from Bowen? Yeah. Oh, no one, it's, that explains so much about you, Villar. <laughs> that explains so much about you. Uh, you listen to the Black and Right Radio on AM5. We haven't fun. We've laughed a lot more today than yeah, we've we ever did. done, I think. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. I'm on the lows. Making moves. I need some more. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on the M560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. Um, Troublemaker, so you had trouble early this morning at 8 a.m.? I had the craziest day. I almost couldn't. Jim was right. We both almost couldn't get a word in edgewise yeah. with Ricky. You know, he's Hollywood handing and he can talk a mile a minute. But uh, I got a couple of jabs in on him. I, I couldn't get to the points that I wanted to make that... Joe Biden's going to be impeached. He doesn't believe that we're going to win the House in a landslide and we're not going to get any seats back in, in the Senate. But we are. And in Joe what Biden's reason, I'm curious. What was his reasoning? He said that I don't know the, the inside game like he does. He was in politics for, I guess, 22 years as a state senator. Yeah. And he thinks that it's going to be a lot of jockeying and it's not going to be what I think. But uh, I know. The, the heartbeat of the people, and I know what we've been through. I tried to explain that to him. He's not going for it, but guess what? Here's my question then. Has he been outside of Chicago? Hey, I, don't, I don't know. Because I, I, I guess what question. I'm who <laughs> who where's he getting his 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 assessment from? He's going because, on. Wait, hold on. Because, because if you go outside of the outside of Cook County, and even in Cook County, there are so many people, like the woman we just had, we had in here earlier today, Kathleen Murray, running for the state senate, who were not involved, had a wake-up call, because that's going on throughout this entire state and throughout this entire country. Right? He, he's going off of his past knowledge of politics and politics. This is not going to be in this. This won't be something. This is this is going to be an abnormal election. It is, and I've said on this show and over there, the next couple of presidents are going to have to wear impeachment as a badge of honor. That's how small the shade of gray in the middle is. It's us versus them. I've been arguing on Twitter and everything else with these people. They don't believe, they believe it's more of a shade of gray, and I don't. Marge wants to know where where you had this interview at today, or where you were having this. Oh, I was on 820 WCPT. Uh, what time is this? Eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But that's only going to be for another couple of weeks. He's in the first. He's week, moving? He's moving back to his old slot at four. Uh, the, was that on Saturdays? On Saturday at four. So it'd be, it's, it's after us. So You get that, March? Yep. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is not going to be a normal election because you, you won't be able, to, 8 o'clock, 8 a.m., you won't be able to gauge the, the new voters like Leslie Mendoza. Right. So you can't gauge the, the the women that are that are have not been involved. You you won't be, they're not on the radar to say like I said earlier today. Right now we have over five hundred thousand newly registered voters here in the state of Illinois. People are are flustered. Um, ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> I have to be careful with that one, George. <laughs> People have been abused. They've been abused. They've been and- abused. Locked up in in basements and dungeons and high schools. We you know, saw we saw 
what that ha- what what that does on January the sixth, people not knowing what to do, and they did what they did. That's fine. But now, people being quiet, and they're gonna come out and vote. They will. They're gonna come out and vote. Yeah. They're gonna sweep these people out. Of and office. we also got to make sure we get good judges. Yeah, we got to make sure we get good because I think, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm actually putting together a show, just bringing somebody that's running for the Supreme Court, somebody that's running for the appellate court, and somebody that's running for. Circuit judge, and and I want to talk about really teaching people the importance of the of, of the judicial branch, and because most people they don't flip the ballot, they don't vote for that judge. So, Valon, Leslie, thanks so much for coming in. Hoff Daddy, you the best to all the people that's been tuned in for on social media, especially the YouTube crowd. Thank you guys for always um, tuning in, and listening. Don't forget to download the podcast. 560theanswer.com. It's been, uh, we've had a lot. Of, I've laughed today, <laughs> and I needed it. I needed the laughter today. I've laughed. We want to thank um, um, Kathleen Murray, candidate for the 21st Senate District, for coming in the studio. Ryan Steele, you know, thank you so much. That's my guy. Um, <laughs> I almost said it. Monica! <laughs> you listen to Black and Right. <laughs> I'll see you next week. The show is over. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.